Who's going to lead the Aggies in receiving yards this season? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. And today we're going to be raising the question, who's going to lead the Aggies in receiving yards this season for wide receivers? You know, I have my opinion. I'm sure many out there do. But one thing that I found super interesting, 24-7 Sports put out their opinion on this question, and it differed from mine, which made me think this would be a great topic for the show today. I've been very candid that I'm a big Evan Stewart fan. I'm excited about him. I'm really looking forward to seeing him on the field this year for the Aggies. Year two, former five-star, big-time recruit. I think he's going to be awesome. 24-7 Sports disagrees with me. They think the Aggies' leading receiver is going to be Musa Muhammad. Now, you know, people have these outlandish sports takes all the time. This isn't one of them. Muhammad is a really talented wide receiver who could – who not could, who is going to help out this Texas A&M football team a lot this year and compete for that number one overall receiver spot for the Aggies. I have – Stewart over him, not by a wide margin, but I think Stewart has a bigger year. And then there's the wild card, who I have as the third candidate in this race, and that's Anaya Smith. Anaya Smith, you know, he missed a lot of the season last year with an injury, but he was off to a hot start early. Veteran player, been here a long time, knows the speed of college football, played a lot of football for the Aggies. These three guys are, I think, the three. If you said any of these three, I'd say, okay, you got a fair point there. So let's look at the numbers. And obviously, Smiths are going to be a little bit, a little bit lower since he didn't play a ton of games. But let's look at the numbers and and talk about this and make some opinions here. Evan Stewart, my guy, who I think is going to lead the Aggies this year in receiving last year as a true freshman, 53 receptions, 649 yards, two touchdowns. Musa Muhammad. 38 receptions, 610 yards, four touchdowns. Anaya Smith, 15 receptions, 291 yards, and two touchdowns. So these numbers for, like, look at Anaya Smith. Though He played the first four games of the year then went down with injury. Those numbers are outstanding for four games. That's an average. I'm, math's not my subject, ladies and gentlemen. That is why I am not a mathematician. But – that's a pace. He was on pace to have an outstanding season for the Aggies. And it, it just didn't pan out because injury, obviously nothing on the field. But he's the wild card of this bunch. I think Smith could be the guy that wouldn't shock me one bit if he led this Aggie team in receiving. But now I'm going to make my pitch to you all why I think it's going to be Evan Stewart. We're going to talk about if you all disagree, I'd love to hear why. If you all think it's going to be someone else, let me know in the comments. Evan Stewart. Why do I like him? Former five-star, of course, it's easy to fall in love with five-star players. But what I love about Stewart is the connection he has with Connor Wegman. Wegman last year, you know, watching AM play football games when the offense would struggle, when, when people would be up in his face because of some, some poor offensive line play, Wegman would close his eyes and say, okay, if I throw it in this general direction, 
Stewart is going to be there somewhere. Of course, this is a joke, but but in all reality, it's kind of not. They have a great connection. Wegman feels comfortable saying, here, Evan, go get open. I'm going to get you the rock. Let's make some offense happen. I think this connection is going to, to lead a quarterback like Wegman, who when he's feeling pressured, when he's concerned about something, he's going to say, Evan, go make me a play. Get open. Do something for this offense. And I think that connection, you know, same recruiting class, different things like that, I think they play a role. It's, it's kind of like when you're drafting a fantasy football quarterback. Don't take advice from this guy. I promise that would be a bad decision. But I always love it when, when, when a wide receiver, you know, has that good connection with a quarterback. Like I, I was really excited about Devontae Adams this year because I was like, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, they played in college together or last year that was, of course. And, hey, had a pretty good year. Wasn't wrong about that one. But you get what I'm saying. The connection between a quarterback and a wide receiver, it, it is a real thing. It, it is something that these quarterbacks want to feel comfortable. They want to say, I, I need this guy to go do something for our offense. I need this guy to go make a play for me. And I think Evan Stewart is going to be that guy for Wegman this year. Now, Muhammad, I think they were they were making the comparison, and this is a bold one, but 24-7 Sports was saying he's going to have one of the best years since a guy like a Christian Kirk. Of course, Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver, former Arizona Cardinal, former Texas A&M Aggie, great player at Texas A&M, great player in the NFL right now. And, you know, that's a bold comparison. I always get concerned making comparisons like that because it's hard to say Muhammad's going to have a Kirk-esque season this year for the Aggies, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. The skill set's there. So when I read this take, on 24-7 Sports talking about how they think Muhammad is going to have a great year and how they think that he could lead the Aggies in receiving. Didn't bat an eye to it. Wasn't something that was a shock or any, any, any means by that. But one thing I think the Aggies have, which not a lot of in, I mean, uh, SEC teams or teams in the country can say, is they have three wide receivers who can be the guy. A lot of times at a school, you know, they have one guy that is the guy, and then you have a couple of receivers who are good role players in essence. And Stewart, Muhammad, and Smith can all be the guy for this Aggie offense. Another reason I think these guys are going to have bumped receiving yards is it's a snowball effect. Offensive line was rough that year. I have put my opinion out into the world that I think the offensive line is going to improve this year. If I'm right and that does happen, that gives Wegman time to throw the ball. If Wegman has time to throw the ball, he has time to get the ball to open receivers. On top of that, I think Coach Petrino, one thing he does really well, watching some tape on his former offenses, reading up on his style of coaching, how he does his philosophy, his scheme. He loves to make quarterbacks comfortable with some easy 10-yard out, 5-yard out, crossing routes, different stuff like that that is easy for the quarterback to get completions, to get yards, which in retrospect is going to help out the wide receiver core. So I think this is, like I said, it's all a snowball effect. Petrino coaching, the offensive line making strides forward. All of these things help the wide receiver room, help these three guys. So the other thing about Petrino offenses too is he he usually likes to spread the ball out. There's going to be a fourth receiver on this football team that is going to play a significant role for the Aggies. I'm curious to see who that's going to be. There's two or three names that it could be, in my opinion. But these three guys are going to be your main state wide receivers who are going out and catching passes for the Aggies on Saturdays. I think it's Evan Stewart is going to be the guy. I think he leads the team in receiving. 
if you told me it was Muhammad or Smith, I wouldn't laugh at you because I think in all reality, that is those are both opinions that could become reality. So what I want you guys to do, whoever you think is going to lead the team in receiving, and this, of course, is just wide receivers, not tight ends or running backs. Whoever you think is going to lead the team in receiving, if you're watching here on YouTube, go to the comments. Tell me who you think it's going to be. I'd love to talk about it. I want to I want to hear what you all think. It's a fun question. It's fun to talk about offense and wide receivers and all this stuff. So let me know who you all think is going to going to lead the Aggies in receiving this year. I'm really excited to see what you all think. ESPN's football power index kind of likes the Aggies this season. We're going to get into that in a minute here, but first I want to talk to you a little bit about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs I don't know about you all, but for clothes for me, I always have that shirt, that hat, that pair of pants, that pair of socks, the pair of shoes, whatever. That is my go-to. It's comfortable. I love wearing it wherever I go. We all have that. This hat for me, you all see me wearing this hat a lot. I love this dang hat. I'm going to be wearing it often. Bird Dogs, I got my first couple of pairs in about four days ago. And in four days, those Bird Dogs pants have become part of my ensemble on a nearly daily basis. They are so comfortable. I'm a big fisherman. I'm a big golfer. I wear these to fish. I wear these to golf. You can wear them anywhere. You can wear them to a family barbecue. You can wear them wherever you want because they're comfortable. They feel great. Great pants. You all have got to go give bird dogs a chance. Order some of these pants. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best decision you've ever made. And if you head over to birddogs.com slash locked on college, type in promo code locked on college, Bird Dogs is going to throw in a free Bird Dog logo Yeti-style tumbler. It's a great cup. I put my iced tea in it every day. Love that cup, and that's just a free bonus on top of the amazing pants you all are going to get. Please go give these guys a chance. Go to the website. You are not going to regret it. I promise you that. So the FPI numbers. FPI statistics are really fun to me. I love analytical stuff. That's one thing you all, every everydayers that are going to be sitting here listening to me, I love analytics. I love statistics. I love numbers. I think that's the best way to have an argument about sports, a discussion about sports, is to just bring out the numbers. I got a lot of pushback to my first episode, which is fair because, like I say, I'm a big believer in discussion. That's what this is. That's what talking about sports is. Everybody share their opinions. I think that the Aggies are going to have a really good season. I think that the Aggies have a high ceiling to this football season with this roster. And a lot of people, some of the games I said, I think the Aggies are going to take care of their business in, you know, I got a couple Arkansas fans. Oh, Arkansas is going to beat Texas A&M by two touchdowns, some stuff like that, which is fun. I, I'm, that's what we're all here for. I love that. But I'm going to put my pushback to some of those arguments, and it has to do with the ESPN FPI rankings. They're not rankings, but kind of these statistics, these numbers. What the ESPN is, is the football. What the FPI is, is the football power index. It's statistics different numbers that ESPN throws together and they give you percentages on different things. So the one we're going to be looking at today is the Aggies 2023 schedule, all 12 games and their percentage chance to winning every game. The, the FPI will be talking a lot more about it on the show. They do more statistics closer to the start of the season. We'll get into that down the road. I'm really looking forward to that, but let's get right on into it and talk about Texas A&M's first game of the season against New Mexico. We're not going to spend long on some of these non-conference games because the Aggies' chances to beat New Mexico, 97.6. Nothing much you can dig into there. Aggies will, of course, take the care of business in their first game of the season. 
Then comes the the second game of the year, which is, of course, the Miami Hurricanes on the road. That's one thing FPI does is really cares about is home or away numbers. They really care about if you're playing on home or if you're playing on the road, which is fair. Playing on the road in any sport is difficult. But the Aggies have a 51.2% chance, according to FPI, to head on the road and beat the Miami Hurricanes from the ACC. I don't think that this is – I think this is a fair number. I was very open that I think that the Aggies are going to take care of business against this foe from the ACC and the Miami Hurricanes. I think Texas a wins this game. It's going to be a fun one. I'm really excited for this ball game. I think it could be a good one. I think it's going to be a dog fight, but I think Texas a wins this game, and I'm really excited to see. And, of course, with it being on the road and the Aggies still favored, according to the FBI numbers, I – the FPI has my back, and the FPI statistics know way more than I or anybody does. So it's great to see that these numbers back me on that take there. Second game, University of Louisiana Monroe. The Aggies have a 97.7 chance to win that one. End of story. Put that one to bed. Then comes the first game of conference play. The Auburn Tigers are going to head to College Station to take on the Aggies. Texas A&M has a 76.5% chance to win this game. Auburn is a really interesting football team. They, of course, hired a new coach, Hugh Freeze, former Ole Miss coach and former uh, Liberty coach, but more recently. And, you know, he's brought in – he's hit the transfer portal hard and really fixed that roster from what it was. I think Auburn is going to be back, but not this year. I think at home, first SEC game in front of the home crowd, hopefully after the Aggies are out to an awesome, dominant 3-0 start, I think – the Aggies take care of business against Auburn, but I think Auburn is a program to watch out for down the road for the Aggies, assuming they have to play when the new schedule happens with Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference. But that's a talk for another day. I think the Aggies take care of business here. Move on to the next game. Arkansas, neutral site game, of course, in Texas at AT&T Stadium. The Aggies have a 618 chance percent chance to win this ball game according to the fpi numbers i got a lot of pushback as i just joked and said from 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 some arkansas fans on my first video about this number i mean about my opinion on on texan and being able to take care of business against the razorbacks i think they do i think coach Pittman is awesome he's one of my favorite coaches in the sec I'm not a big KJ Jefferson believer. That's one thing we're going to get into a lot when I read you the rest of these teams. There's a, a few of these SEC quarterbacks that I'm kind of just not a huge fan of, and KJ Jefferson's one of them. Um, he's a he's a, he's a I, I, I wish him the best. I hope he has a good year, just not against the Aggies, of course. Um, but I just think he's inconsistent. I think Texas A&M has a better roster than Arkansas. I don't think there's much of a debate there, and I think Texas A&M at a neutral site game in their home state, takes care of business. I'm not too concerned about that game. I know a lot of people disagree with me there, but let me know your thoughts. If you disagree, tell me why. I'm curious. I'd love to have a discussion about it through comments or whatever it may be. So let me know why you, if you all are Arkansas fans and you think that they might be able to knock off the Aggies in a neutral site game, let me know why. I'm really curious to hear. Then here comes, I think, the most pivotal stretch of the Aggies schedule. Back-to-back games. Alabama at home, Tennessee on the road. Both of these games, these are the first two games of the season that the Aggies are not favored to win, according to the FBI rankings. Bama, the Aggies have a 17.9% chance to win at home against Alabama. 
and a 31.3% chance to win on the road in Knoxville against the Tennessee Volunteers. I've also been very open with my opinions on Alabama and their quarterback issues. We talked yesterday about Texas A&M and the defense, how 24-7 Sports put out an article saying that the Aggies are going to have the seventh best defense in college football. Great article. I agree with that opinion. But Alabama's defense was number two on this list. So even though quarterback's going to be an issue, Coach Saban's going to have that defense going, and, and they've got a great running back over there, and there's a lot to be concerned about if you're having to face Alabama. But quarterback's the most important position on the field. If they don't have a quarterback, it's hard to win football games, even if your defense is great. So do if I was if I had to pick who I wins this game, I think I'm going to take Bama. I think that it's Bama. You don't bet against Coach Saban. But if I had to pick which game do the Aggies have a better chance to win, I think they have a better chance to beat Alabama at home than they do Tennessee on the road. Even though these numbers disagree with me, as according to the FBI, they have a a fifteen uh, percent better chance to win on the on the road at Tennessee than they do at home against Bama. But um, moving on past that Bama game, like I said, I think that's a dog fight again with two great defenses, two offenses that we're just going to have to see how they pan out. It'll be a great discussion to have four weeks into the season, but right now. I just got to trust these FPI numbers that I think that the Aggies dropped that one to Bama. Then you go to Tennessee. This is another game. I, I, I'm high on Tennessee this year. I hate to say it. I know they lost a lot to the NFL draft, but I am high on Tennessee this year. I think they're going to be good. And I think that's a game the Aggies struggle, struggle in. I don't know if they win that game or not. But one thing I can confidently say, if the Aggies can go one and one in those two games, if you just take one, the ceiling to this team then becomes, I think, nine, ten wins. Especially when you look at these numbers, I think Texas and beats Miami. Like I said, I think they beat Auburn. I think they beat Arkansas. If you can just take one or two of those games and then you take care of business, of course, besides the LSU game, you have a chance at nine, maybe ten wins. I think it's realistic. A lot of people are on me in the comments. I don't know how you can look at this roster full of five-star players and pretty good, a, a decent transfer class, you know, a, a lot of holes filled and say this Aggie team doesn't have a chance to win nine, maybe 10 games. I know it's crazy after what happened last year, but I think this Petrino hire is a bigger deal than people imagine. So if you all disagree, I'm, I'm really curious. When I say that I'm so genuine, I would love to hear why, why you all are, are for or against the Aggies in, in, in their record this season. So let me know, but let's keep going past that. South Carolina at home, Kyle Field in College Station against the Gamecocks. The Aggies have an 81.2% chance to win this game. The quarterback that I am probably most anti in the SEC is Rattler. I know he was good down the stretch last year. I'm just not a big Rattler fan. I'm sorry, South Carolina fans, if you all are in here. Not a big Rattler fan. I think he's inconsistent. He could come out and go be seventh in Heisman voting and, and, and you know, I could be wrong. That's the reality here. But I just don't think South Carolina is going to have a great year with him at quarterback. I think the Gamecocks, I think Coach Beamer's an outstanding coach. I think South Carolina is in a great position for the future, and they're going to be a really good team down the road. But I don't think it's this year. I think at home in front of your home fans, I think Texas A&M takes care of business against South Carolina. This is the next most interesting game on the schedule for me. Ole Miss on the road. I'm also down on those quarterbacks there. I'm down on Coach Kiffin as a whole. I don't like the way he approaches the transfer portal. I'm a big believer in 
having teams, and I've talked about this with this week, but having a team that gels well, having a team that they're buddy buddy. You go play cornhole with your teammates, you go fish, you go do things with your teammates, and you, they're not guys that you met three weeks ago from some other. You know, you know these people. They're your friends. You you, you came to college with them. You're developed with them. You got bigger and faster and stronger in the way you were with them. I just don't think the transfer portal stuff works. I think it works to a degree. You have to go get some players. And I talked about that's why I think the Aggies use it pretty well because you have to tra- get recruits out of high school and out of the portal. But Ole Miss is just so set on that portal. I, I don't like the way they do things. I don't like their quarterback situation. I think the Aggies win this game on the road in Oxford. FPI tells me I'm wrong, and that's okay. I'm willing to be, you know, be wrong on that. I'm willing to eat crow there. But I think – Ole Miss is going to have a, you know, I think they're going to win seven games, eight games, and I think that Texas A&M is going to beat them. Um, so let me know what you all think there. That's another one of these toss-up games. So, yeah, this is what I want you all to tell me. In in the comments, this is interesting here. Miami, Bama, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and LSU, those five games, tell me what you think Texas A&M's record is in those five games. I'm really curious. That is a fun topic. I would love to hear your all's thoughts on that. So, next game, Mississippi State at home. The Aggies have a 74.1% chance to win that one. I think they take care of business there. Not too worried about that one. Abilene Christian at home. The Aggies have a 99% chance to win that game. Once again, not concerned with it. And then LSU on the road, I I do not see – I don't see – Texas A&M winning that game. I think that LSU is going to be a, a team that can go win the West and can go make their way into the college football playoff, especially if Bama has the down year. I think they might. So if you add all these up and look at the numbers, the FBI rankings have the Aggies going eight and four. Um, and I think those two games that are crucial to that eight and four are the Bama game, which the FBI has the Aggies losing, and the Ole Miss game. If you win one of those games, it's nine and three. You win both, it's ten and two. This is what I'm getting at here. So let me know what you all think about those five games, like I said, in the schedule as a whole. And I'm curious to see what you all think about that. But now we're going to talk a little bit about the Texas A&M Aggies dropping game one of their series against the Mississippi State Bulldogs via a walk-off homer. Yeah, this one hurt. This, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm going to talk about baseball some when Texas A&M has a year where they are competitive like they were last year, of course, going to Omaha. But this one hurt. I'm going to be honest. You're leading 8-7 going to the bottom of the ninth in Starkville against Mississippi State at their place, and you you blow the lead. A couple guys get on, bring in a new pitcher. Pitcher throws a curveball, doesn't break on him, leaves it high and hanging, gets over the catcher's head, wild pitch, tying run scores. A few pitches later, two-run homer. Bulldogs win 10-8. The Aggies have 12 SEC wins. If they get to 14, they're going to make the postseason. Uh, the, um, the field of 64, let me apologize. They are, they are in position, I believe, to make the SEC tournament regardless of the outcome of this weekend. Um, so you have to find a way to win two games. Losing that one when you had a lead in the bottom of the ninth inning hurts. Winning two games in a row after you – winning a series after you lose game one is a hard thing to do. I don't know if the Aggies are going to be able to pull it off. If they do, they make the postseason. If they don't, they could go to the SEC tournament and make a run and maybe squeak in with 13 wins. 
the percentages are against them there, but it's not out of their possibility. But you got to hope this Aggie baseball team can figure stuff out this weekend in Starkville, win two games in a row, and secure them their spot in the field of 64, heading somewhere to play in a regional. Two quick shout-outs before we call it a day here to some Aggies in the NBA. Shout-out to Alex Caruso for making the all-defensive NBA first team. Caruso is a great defender. We've known that. Great guy, great player, fun to watch. I'm so happy to see him succeeding in the NBA, I'm making these lists. Yeah, that's a big-time accomplishment. Good for him, good for Caruso. Best of luck to him next year, and best of luck to former Aggie big man Robert Williams, who is still currently in the playoffs playing for the Boston Celtics. The Celtics just dropped game one of their series against the Miami Heat to um, to, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I said that wrong. Maybe I said it right, but I'm going to say it again. The Celtics dropped game one of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat in Boston Gardens. You hate that. Williams had a good game, though. 14 points, six for six from the field, seven rebounds. He's been great in the playoffs. We love seeing former Aggie players succeeding at the next level. Williams has a chance to go get a ring, and that is awesome. Best of luck to him and the Celtics. And that is going to do it for today, folks. I really appreciate you tuning in. This is my first week doing this. I'm really excited to be bringing you all daily A&M content on, on all these three big sports here, baseball, football, basketball. I really appreciate you all tuning in. It's going to be a fun journey doing this podcast for you guys and getting to know everybody. I really appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday. This has been... Locked on Aggies.